Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey, welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. I'm your host, Damian Mason, where we celebrate the self-made, give you tools you can apply to your life and your business to create the life and business that you want. I've got a great guest today. Her name is Crystal Washington. Crystal does what I do for a living. She speaks for a living, and she's a technology person. She also writes books. Crystal, like me, is from the state of Indiana, but she now resides in Texas. Crystal's a smart lady. She's going to help you utilize technology for your benefit to make your business more successful. Crystal, thank you for being a guest on the show. Thanks for having me, Damien. I'm excited to be here. Well, you're, you're too gracious, too nice. Before we started recording, you, you gave me some background. I, <clears throat> I can go on and on if you want, but here's what I think our listeners need to know. You were working for your basic company, and you're a smart young lady, and uh, at age 25, you approached the, the higher-ups and said, we need to be doing social media. We need to be doing more with technology, and your boss said, yeah, kid, you don't you don't really know what you're talking about. And so you quit and started your own thing. Is that basically what we need to know? That's what happened. And this was before social media was a thing for companies. So admittedly, it would have been a walk of faith for their part, but I knew what I was talking about. So you do know what you're talking about. So now you speak at uh, for Fortune 500 companies. You speak for associations. You go all over uh, the globe uh, talking. What is your what is your message in a nutshell? My message in a nutshell is that there's so much technology that's out there, but we should be focusing on the things that make us more efficient, effective, and connected and cut out the rest of the noise. And so I've got a person listening to this, uh, this podcast that maybe uh, is a solopreneur, an entrepreneur. Maybe they own a subway uh, franchise. Maybe they have a dry cleaners. Maybe they're farmers. Whatever it is they do, they've got their business and they're overwhelmed, as many of us are, with technology. It is absolutely overwhelming and it changes so fast. How do we keep up? Well, you know, I think first off, we have to understand it's impossible to keep up. Once upon a time, if we go back into the 80s, when you got the VCR or whatever it was, you were caught up with everyone else and you felt great. Those days are gone. It is impossible for anyone to be caught up anymore because it changes day by day. And, so be and, peaceful. And it's, it's not only that it changes more quickly, it's that there's about 40 more versions and iterations of the stuff. <laughs> like you said, the VCR, that was the TV had been with us since the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s. So now it was, oh gosh, we can record stuff. And even the people that were early adopters on that were not so techie that they could ever program it to have the right time on it. Every VCR that everybody had in the 1980s flashed 12 o'clock, right? <laughs> so true. So true. And those so days are over. Those days are over. So now it's not just, oh, hey, a different kind of VCR. There's a hundred new things that are rival the complexity of the VCR or more complex. So we can't keep up. We should just go ahead and throw in the towel. Not throw in the towel, but be comfortable with the fact you're never going to be caught up. And really what you need are three smart friends. That's, that's one of my strategies, three smart friends. So if you have friends and when I say smart, I don't mean the people that are up on all the newest technology. I mean, the people are, that are up on all the newest 
helpful technology. And there's a big distinguishing factor in that. So you're looking for people that are implementing it in their everyday lives or in their businesses in ways that are making them more efficient, that are making their businesses more money, that are enabling them to spend more time with their families. So not just that person that always stands in line for the new shiny thing, because if you ask them, how's that working out for you? And they don't have some type of quantifiable answer. That's not the smart friend. I got it. So we all rely on our three smart friends or when it comes to technology, maybe our three smart grandkids or kids because the there's the youthful aspect of it. But does that help our business? You know, what about when it's a business thing? Okay, I've got uh, I've got uh, a new microphone that we're using right now and I've got my six year old Mac, uh, you know, Mac uh, laptop. When's it time for me to admit that I need some help? I think we all need help. I'm, so you should always admit you need help. Now, I do think it's good to have someone that's younger in your life that can give you some information, but we also have to understand that these younger people tend to have sh uh, shiny object syndrome. So they're not always thinking strategically. They can just tell you what's new and hot with them. The other thing that you can do is make sure that you're staying up on one to two podcasts or blogs per week. Like TechCrunch is a great blog if you're looking for new technology that's coming out. If you want to listen to some podcasts that are made for people that may or may not be very techy, Clockwise, The Tech Guy, Why'd You Push That Button, those are three really good examples of podcasts that are specifically technology related, if you need a little dose of that. I employ a certain uh, principle, and I'm probably about a middle-of-the-road person. I'm not a late adopter, but I'm not an early adopter. I'm whatever you want to call it. The, I think there's a term when you talk about the, the whole uh, adoption curve, so I'm right in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for my farm, my business, my life, I use technology but I don't do it right out of the shoots the way some people it's, it's frustrating to me. I have to have the absolute belief that it will make my life easier and my business run more smoothly. Uh, so we got all probably different sorts of folks listening to this podcast right now. Where do you tend to be? Are you a late adopter? Are you an early adopter? You're a tech person. So presumably you're like out there with the newest thing, aren't you? I'm an early learner. I'm a mid adopter in many cases. Or, or somewhere in between mid to early, so not quite mid. And what I mean by that is it's my job to know what's coming out, so I'm constantly reading. But oftentimes in reading it, what you'll find with most new technology is even if it is something that's useful, there's kinks to be worked out. And sometimes it can put your business at a risk if you're one of the first users, especially when you look at cybersecurity and things like that. So I like to let about three people go online before me get little hits on their noggins, and after they're healed up, then I'll go in once it's fixed. So uh, for you, you do something very different. You know, most folks that are known as technology authors, speakers, and experts, as you are, are all about the newest and the shiniest. But you actually said, uh, before we were, when we were prepping, that you're kind of a baby boomer whisperer, meaning you can take the 60-year-old that's maybe a little more intimidated by some of the new technology and walk them through this, this jungle uh, safely because you can take it down and break it down. Is that your strength, breaking it down into the simplistic? Well, it is. And the fact of the matter is most of this is simplistic. It's just getting the jargon out. A lot of tech people talk in tech jargon. And so, you know, here's the thing. Baby boomers, traditionalists, and late exes, these are the people who have been in business the longest. They understand relationship building. They know how to build viable businesses. They know R&D. It's just a matter of showing them how this technology can help them. These younger people that are early adopters, they might know how to jump on the new technology, but they don't have any of that experience. And so then it's 
then they kind of put themselves in danger sometimes because they don't understand how the real world works. So really for me, I think it's a matter of taking technology and this is where talking to baby boomers, traditionalists, latex has come into play and showing them how to take the things they already know work in the real world. These are successful business owners. And how do you take this technology and add to what they already know? And so I really think baby boomers specifically are in a really unique and advantageous situation. Uh, yeah, well, they've got the experience. They know about the business. It's just that they're probably uh, a little behind on some of the technology, not because they've done anything wrong, just because it has changed, obviously, very rapidly. What can businesses and business people do to make their tech adoption easier? You said something early on. You said you don't need to do everything, right? You don't need to do everything. I think there's a couple things uh, that are very important. What you want is some case studies in your industry or similar industries. And one of the best ways to get that is to join professional organizations, especially if they have some type of chat or tech arm where you can discuss with your peers some of the technology they see coming down the pipeline. I think that's very important. Also, before you start adapting technology, one of the issues that I've seen quite a bit is that organizations, they see something and it might actually be useful but it doesn't fit with the culture of their organization. It doesn't fit with the employees they have. And so you also have to keep in mind the culture and the type of people you employ and make sure whatever technology you're bringing in will actually mesh with the way that your systems are set up, the way that your people think. Sure, kind of a square, square peg, round hole thing. You're basically saying, listen, just because this thing exists doesn't mean it's the right thing for your people, your organization, your company, right? Right. I mean, just because there's a Facebook for business that's like Yammer, where you can have an internal chat, if you will, you have a lot of baby boomers that don't want to be on Facebook for business. Actually, you have even more Gen Zs that are coming along the line that were never on Facebook. So they're like, I don't want Facebook. What? what? This is weird. So again, <laughs> you have to think about the fact that you might need something similar. You might need to get Yammer just because it's not branded Facebook or an internal chat might not work for your company at all based on the culture you've set up. We're going to talk social media in a second, but before we do, you said something pretty valuable. Every person that runs their own business, uh, you said, join an association, and like you and I are members of an association, the National Speakers Association, and while we go to the convention, uh, there will be lots of different breakouts, and one of them probably is about what is the latest technology you're not using, but you should. So really, the person that's, again, you know, runs the dry cleaners or whatever business they happen to be, they should probably find a professional association and go to the meetings, not just to go and drink in the lobby of a bar, but to actually find the stuff that the other people are using, right? I agree. And here's the thing. If they don't have some type of technology breakout or technology chat arm to the internal thing, you be the chair of it, even if you're not a techie person and just set it up as this is a, a side session where we're going to exchange best practices and technology. What do you see coming down the pike? It could be a workshop where everyone is just sharing ideas going around the table. Same thing online. So just because it doesn't exist in your association doesn't mean that you can't create it and you do not have to be an expert. That's the old thing that, you know, even you and I struggle with it, that we're kind of, we're out here, we're solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. We, you know, I work with my wife, uh, you know, so I can be an island and so can you. So right. that's the challenge is that it takes almost like you've got to force yourself to go to lunch with another business owner and then go to an association or trade meeting once a year and say, what the heck am I not seeing? What's happening out here? Because there's probably stuff that other tools that other people are using that we're not speaking of which. What technology are a lot of business people not utilizing that they should be? 
You know, I'm going to start at a very basic level because I know we're talking to a lot of solopreneurs as well. I find that a lot of times people aren't using things like um, their assistants on their phones, just very basic things. You can use that to set appointments for you by voice. You can use it to set reminders. You can use it to make reservations. Um, you can use it to order your groceries, just verbally speaking to the assistant. That's something very basic, right? Cortana, if you have a Windows, I mean, there's all these different, hey, Google, if you use Google, Siri, if you use uh, iOS device. I think that's a basic one. Um, next up, when it comes to marketing materials, because I know people are dealing with all levels of budgets, simple tools like Canva, C-A-N-V-A, you can create really nice looking, fresh, professional looking uh, graphics and not employ a designer. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think graphic designers are extremely important, but if you're on a budget or you need something quickly, doing something on Word, you know, 20 years ago, that was okay to have a Word sign on your front door. Now it is not. It looks outdated. And it's so easy to be able to very cheaply, I think Canva has free uh, plans as well as I think the next one up is like 20 bucks a month, but certainly your business's image is worth it. Uh, the other thing is there's a gazillion different efficiency apps that you can use on your phone for free or low cost. When you say efficiency app, Crystal, what's that mean? An efficiency app is basically something that makes you more efficient. So everything from apps like Todoist, that will help you manage your to-do list to, for me, I'm one of those people where rather than finding the best 10 apps that do some, do 10 different things, I'm going to find the second best app that can do at least six of those things. I like for things to kind of be centralized. Yeah. So for me, Evernote is my go-to tool. Evernote is a tool where you can basically organize any type of document, PDF, picture, you can put videos, web clippings. And so now if you're a business owner, you might have a folder for marketing ideas. So as you're driving down the street and you see a billboard, as someone mentions something, as you see a flyer that reminds you of something, go ahead, snap that picture, uh, scan that PDF to the phone, whatever, and you can set a reminder on that thing. So maybe December's the time when you start to do marketing development for the next year. You want the idea, but you don't want to just save it somewhere and it sits there. Put that timer for that date on December for it to pop up. But you can organize so many things. So you've done a heck of a job here, Crystal. So the person that's listening, that's a small biz person, uh, I just heard them say, okay, uh, join your association, make sure you find out what other people are doing. And then also the technology that they could be using is the stuff that makes them more efficient. Cause like you and me, the folks that are listening to this podcast are saying, yeah, I've got, I'm pretty stretched. I, I've got to serve my clients. I've got to crank out the product. I've, I'm the marketer. I'm the, the promoter. I'm the bill collector. I'm a lot of these things. So you're saying uh, Canva, Evernote, you gave me some other excellent, options there. Now let's talk about social media. Okay. All right. I use social media. You use social media. It's important for us because we need people to know of us and what we do. I imagine some folks listening right now have one account or maybe 10 accounts. Who knows? What do folks need to know? What should they be doing when it comes to social media? I never even heard of Yammer until 10 minutes ago. Well, Yammer is internal. So that's something your company would have internally. So luckily we don't have to join Yammer. So anyone that heard me mention that, I'm so glad you said that, Damien. I don't want anyone to be, oh, not another thing. Don't worry. You don't have to join it. <laughs> okay. So what should folks do when it comes to social media? You know, I, I've heard a recommendation that said, find your two or three and just have, and just have your activity there. So I, for me, I do Facebook. I have a Facebook professional page for fans and, and whatnot. I have LinkedIn and I have 
Twitter. I also now do Instagram. I don't think I'm going to do any more because frankly, I think that's enough, but am I looking outdated? Well, you know, here's, here's what's interesting. So my advice is normally for people to focus on one to two and three if you're extra techie. And here's the thing, you know, sometimes people ask me, what's the best social network? And I always say, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? That's like asking someone, what's the best kitchen appliance? What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to make a smoothie? It's not the oven. So, you know, there's, there's no best. You have to look at what is it you're trying to drive people to do and where does your target market already exist? And so if you're doing B2B and most of your target market are baby boomers, then you need to be on LinkedIn. If you're looking for those house moms and you're selling um, crafts or, or activity sets, you need to be on Pinterest. If you're trying to reach millennials and you have a cool visual image, you need to be on Instagram. If you're trying to reach across age ranges, then Facebook is going to be kind of the general one that reaches the most people. And so I think, with any professional that's hearing us right now, Damien, anybody could be a member of 10 professional organizations in the real life, in real world, but they're not because that's stupid. You don't have enough time to dedicate to it. Yeah, you're, so, you're going to get diluted. It's the old thing of, yeah, I, I do all these things, but I don't do any of them well, and I'm just completely diluted and distracted. Right. So most people focus on what? Those one to two professional organizations where they're going to get the best bang for their buck. They're going to make the best relationships and they feel like they can contribute the most. And we should treat social media the same way. Look for those one to two where your target market is already there. And based on how the platform is structured, it's structured in a way where you can drive people to take the actions you need them to take for your business. One thing that, and by the way, I love your illustration uh, when people say, what's the best social media platform for me to be on for my business? And you said, that's like asking what's the best appliance in the kitchen. Well, if I'm trying to make a smoothie, it ain't the oven. You didn't say ain't, I did. You, uh, that's a brilliant illustration, Crystal. Crystal Washington, by the way, is my guest and you can find her crystalwashington.com. That's crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Washington, like the state and the city and the District of Columbia, Crystal Washington. She's a smart lady. She's a technology person, and she is going to help you do better business using technology. One thing that I advise folks to do, and everybody in this podcast can, can benefit from this, no matter what you are selling, you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, business owner, you have a product or a service, use video, whether it's on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, everybody in that, you said use the tools you already have, Crystal, everybody has a phone and on that phone, there is a video function. Learn how to take a picture of yourself. Let's say I told the, I worked for Blue Haven Pools. I worked for Paramount Pools. I worked for some pool companies. And I said, you know what you folks could do? Take a video of yourself, just 30 seconds saying, hi, I'm showing you why we change filters in the pool business. Hey, I want to show you this new pump that uses half the electricity. The benefit to you is it saves you money on your electric bill. It also is better for the environment. You can say that in 30 seconds with your phone and put it on social media. And now you've become something the customer can relate to, but also they clicked on it for 30 seconds and watched you. Am I right? You're 100% right. And the best part of that is that if you want to up your game a little bit, you can do it for less than $100. So let's say that you want to use your iPhone or your Samsung. Just use a selfie stick. If you're trying to be outside with the pool as you're talking about it and walking with the selfie stick, you have the little clip-on light you can put on there that's like 10 bucks if you want to give yourself a beautiful glow, if you want to have pretty skin. There's mics that you can hook on it and hook on your shirt that costs less than 25 bucks. And so just upgrading the quality of our camera phones right now are better than the quality of cinematic uh, cinematography video 20, 30 years ago. 
And so we have these amazingly powerful tools. All we have to do is use them. So you are giving amazing advice. And people, co people connect better based on video than they will any written communication. Yeah. And again, it doesn't take long. Like I said to the, the a whole room full of pool people. And I said, you're not using, I said, and it's as simple as this. You put it on your website, but you just, you just do one social media format and say, hi, I'm Joe, the pool man. And here's why we recommend this new blah, 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 blah. It saves you money, makes your life easier, makes your pool prettier, whatever it is. You say that in 30 seconds on a video, but you say it five different, five different things. Here's why this, this is how we do that. So anyway, one uh, tip, one lesson you've learned, something that everybody can benefit from, Crystal. What do they need to know when it comes to technology, social media, using it all to make their business better? What can they, what, what are you going to leave them with? All right. Because these are all technology people or not technology. These are all business people. Yes. The one piece of technology that I want to leave you with is an understanding of YouTube. And you led me right into it, Damien, without even knowing it. Because YouTube is owned, so YouTube is the second largest search engine, and it's owned by the largest search engine in the world, which is Google. Of course, it's going to give preferential treatment to its baby. And so if you're trying to pop up in Google searches, one of the best things you can do is have video. But here's what's important about that video. Make sure that you're mentioning it verbally. Also, in the headline of the video, the title, as well as the description, use some of the words you'd want to pop up for in a search. So if you are a pool services company in Phoenix, Arizona, make sure that the title of your video is Best Pool Cleaning in Phoenix, Arizona, and say that verbally in the video and put that in the description somewhere. Because now not only will you be found on YouTube, but more importantly, you're going to be found in Google. And some of my biggest business opportunities resulted from me having YouTube videos. It got me to Accra, Ghana through a search. It also landed me in Dusseldorf, Germany, just through a search. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Do Business Better podcast. Crystal Washington has been my guest. You can find her, all things technology. She can help you create a better business. You'll find her at crystalwashington.com. I'm your host, Damian Mason. Crystal, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Do you think you could do it again sometime when we, when we need our new technology questions answered a year from now? Anytime. You're awesome. All right. Thanks a lot, folks. Thanks for joining me. Till next time.